Let's read chapter 21 together, uh, and then I'll say a few words. Uh, it says, Now I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. Also, there was no more sea. Then I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of the heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a voice from heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. God himself will be with them and be their God. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. And there shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. There shall be no more pain, for the former things have passed away. Then he who sat on the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said to me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. And he said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. And I will give of the fountain of water of life freely to him who thirsts. He who overcomes shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. But the cowardly, unbelieving, abominable, murderers, sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars shall have their part in a lake which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Then one of the seven angels who had the seven bowls filled with the seven last plagues came to me and talked with me, saying, Come, and I will show you the bride, the Lamb's wife. And he carried me away in the spirit to a great and high mountain and showed me the great city, the holy Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from God, having the glory of God. Her light was like a most precious stone, like a jasper stone, clear as crystal. Also, she had a great and high wall with 12 gates and 12 angels at the gates and the names written on them, which are the names of the 12 tribes of the children of Israel. Three gates on the east, three gates on the north, three gates on the south, and three gates on the west. Now, the wall of the city had 12 foundations, and on them were the names of the twelve apostles of the Lamb. And he who talked with me had a gold reed to measure the city, its gates, and its wall. The city is laid out as a square, its length, and is as great as its breadth. And he measured the city with the reed, twelve thousand furlongs. Its length, breadth, and height are equal. Then he measured its wall, one hundred and forty-four cubits, according to the measure of a man, that is, of the, of the angel. The construction of its wall was of jasper, and the city was pure gold, like clear glass. The foundation of the wall of the city were adorned with all kinds of precious stones. The first foundation was jasper, the second sapphire, and the third chalcondy, and the fourth emerald. The fifth sardox, uh, Sardonx, the sixth Sardis, the seventh Chrysolite, the eighth Beryl, the ninth Topaz, the tenth uh, Christophe, <laughs> okay, your guess, guess is good as mine, the eleventh Jacinth, and the twelfth Amasis. The twelve gates were twelve pearls. Each individual gate was of one pearl, and the streets of the city was pure gold like transparent glass. 
But I saw no temple in it, for the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are its temple. The city had no need of the sun nor of the moon to shine in it, for the glory of God illuminated it. The Lamb is its light, and the nations of those who are saved shall walk in its light, and the kings of the earth bring their glory and honor into it. Its gates shall not be shut at all by day. There shall be no night there, and they shall bring the glory and the honor of the nations into it. But there shall by no means enter it anything that defiles or causes an abomination or a lie, but only those who are written in the Lamb's book of life. It's a great chapter. I'm sorry that it really ruined my introduction. <laughs> because that's, that's where I was today when I was doing my reading, and evidently I, I do it on my uh, iPad, and it must not have changed the date or something. But it worked out perfectly for me because of the fact I'm thinking about the fact that here we are in the days in which we're living today. What a difficult time it is that we're living in. You know, it's just as Jesus said it would be in the last days that there would be wars and rumors of wars. And there's so much that's taking place within the world that can be so discouraging. And what a wonderful thing it is to contemplate the end of it all. What God promises for us, what lies ahead for us is so great that it far outshines anything that may be going on in this world today. We have such a great future and hope in the day in which we live in because we have this wonderful, wonderful promise that we know the one who is on the throne, that all the things that are transpiring in the world today are exactly as he desires them to be. None of this has caught him by surprise. And I say that it's worked out perfectly because even as I was sitting here and we were worshiping the Lord together, the songs that Pastor Paul picked for us to sing tonight worked out so well for me in this whole thing. As I'm looking at this, it's, he said, you know, he started this out with this, that God is the strength of my soul and that his love defends me. He is our portion. You know, that's the whole thing. The time that we may be living in may be difficult, and it, and it is hard. But, uh, you know, the thing of it is, I look at what we did this last year, and I'm excited about how we are going forward with the gospel of Jesus Christ. You know, that going out and sharing with, from house to house, sharing the gospel, leaving word for people, and we've seen some fruit from it. We've seen people come. We've seen people come to the Lord this year. And what a glorious thing it is that God has done. And even in the midst of all this, his love defends us. He is our strength. He is our portion. He is everything that we have need of in the day in which we live in. And we sing a song of celebration. That was the next song that they did. We sing a song of celebration in all that God is doing. And we will dance and look in his face and go to a much better place, this place that is spoken of here in Revelation, the city, the new Jerusalem, a place where there is no more tears, no more sorrow, no more death, nothing. A place that is glorious, where the streets are paved with gold, right? 
place that the only way that John could describe what it is is by things that we have here, but they so far outshine what we have, what we can say. This, they, we say streets of gold because that's what he has to compare it to, but I am sure that is grander than that, whatever that may be. Gold so pure that it's transparent. That is something to look upon. And we will dance and look into his face and be in a much better place. And here I am to worship him. To worship him and to bow down and to say you are my God and you are altogether lovely and you are worthy and you are wonderful to me. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for putting that ensemble of songs together to express for us tonight our heart towards God and the days in which we live in and the hope that we have in the future in Christ and that we are in those days and that God is yet to do a greater and a more marvelous work than he has done in days past. God is still on the throne and God is doing a mighty work and I believe that he is doing that here in our church. In our church, God is doing these things. I'm so blessed. You know, I, I thank the Lord for the reminder to look back at all the things that we did this year. What, what joy it brings to my heart. Because I'm getting old and I forget. And those things remind me of the good things that God has done. Of course, there are difficulties that we face. There are hard times that we have faced as well. But here we are as a testimony of the goodness of God to bring us through them all. Isn't that true? Amen. God is so good. Like I said, thank you, Pastor Paul, for being obedient to the Holy Spirit. And you guys don't realize this, but... Uh, Pastor Paul and I last week had sat down and we'd figured out what we were going to do for the service tonight. This afternoon, I thought to myself, I thought, oh my gosh, I haven't told the worship team, I haven't told the sound team anything, I haven't given them an order of service, I haven't done anything. So I sat down and I, and I put it all together. And I put in there an apology. I said, forgive me. I can't believe that you put up with me. I waited till the last minute to give you all these things, totally forgetting that Pastor Paul and I had already had a plan. And this wasn't it. But this was God's plan. And I sat there as we were singing those songs. And, and I can't usually do this, but I'm sitting there typing notes, right, you know, left and right about, whoa, this is great stuff. Oh, my gosh. Magic fingers, you know. And it's just the Lord and his goodness. He's so gracious and so merciful to us, is he not? What great things God has done. You know, we started out, we began last year, ended last year, began the new year with a vision for evangelism in our, in our community. Boy, has the Lord answered that. There's so much that we have done in that regard with, with our church. Um, you know, I, I could go on and on and on, but I don't want to bore you guys tonight. But, 
You know, we, we had a ton of food over there that I didn't know what we were going to do with. And God has used that to be able to reach people uh, that are out there that are homeless and get to share the gospel with them and pray with them. God gave to us that, that program, the Saturate program, to go door to door, sharing the gospel, inviting people to come and to be a part of what we got going on here. And really, to be honest with you, that excites me a great deal. But what really excites me is to see what it's doing in our church and the hearts of those who are involved with it. And I share that with you because if you haven't been a part of that, I would encourage you to get involved. Talk to those who ha are involved, and they will excite you about what it's doing for them to go out and to share the gospel. And many hands make light work. The more that go out, the better it is. And so I'm hopeful that this year, 2024, that that is a ministry that not only continues but grows in our church, that we see it become more and more a part of all of our lives here in the ministry here at Calvary Chapel. And that's a part of my vision for 2024. And, you know, and I can, I can look back, and as a matter of fact, I did. I went through my notes over the last three years, and one of the things that I brought up every year it wasn't on purpose, but uh, I guess it was the Lord, and that is Acts 2.42. You know, continuing on with that vision of staying in the Word of God, in fellowship and in prayer, and being able to look back. I mean, if you look at that video, thank you, ladies, for what you did. That, that was so phenomenal. I would have never thought to do what you did by going month to month and showing the things that we did each month and it being something that we do every month, and that is the Word, fellowship, and prayer. But you know what? It's awful scary. You see all those pictures in there every time you turn around? We're eating. <laughs> so we're living up to our reputation as Calorie Chapel. And we're growing in that area of ministry. But it's good. It really is, and uh, it, it really is phenomenal to see, to stay on track. I don't think that vision should change. I think that should be our vision every year, and staying in the Word of God and the Apostle Doctrine, fellowship, and prayer. But that is the one thing, the prayer part, that I've seen. It, it's been good this year at Hans, but oh, how I'd love to see it grow even more. That we would, that this would be something that we know is the power of God for us in ministry. You know, yes, the days are dark that we live in right now. But the light of God through prayer and his word, it's much greater than any darkness in the world. And we need to grow in that area of prayer and to understand that it is the very thing that will change hearts and lives. We're seeing it. It's happening, so let's be encouraged to do it even more and to gather together more as the people of God. I'm praying about some things that uh, we may start doing, uh, you know, two Sundays in, a month. We gather together on Sunday nights, and that leaves at least two other Sundays a month that uh, we're not doing anything. So we'll see what the Lord does, what he puts together, and something that we may be able to gather together as the believers, as the body of Christ, to gather for prayer and to worship and and to possibly give an opportunity for the Spirit of God to move in our midst.
the very thing that I taught about this morning, the exercising of the gifts within the body of Christ. What a perfect place for that, to gather together as the family of God and to see the Spirit of the Lord move in our midst. And I'm looking forward to that. And I'm praying on it, and, and I believe that's the direction the Lord's going to give us. And I'm sure hope's hopeful, because to be honest with you, that is a prayer that Pastor Paul and I have had for a number of years. We have desired that the Lord would do that in our midst, in our church, and that he would grow us and strengthen us in this area of ministry and church life. We want to do plenty more for the kingdom of God. We want to know what the Lord wants us to do to reach into our communities, into the lost. There are so many hurting souls that are out there. And there's so many things that are out there that are diverting people away from God, away from the gospel of Jesus Christ to the things of the world and taking them away from heaven and right into hell. We are the tools, the instruments in the hands of God in order to be able to deliver souls from the very grasp of hell. We have the answers. We have the hope. We just need to take it and give it to them. And we need to hear the Spirit of the Lord tell us what to do. I don't want it to be ideas we come up on our own. I don't want it to be our plans. I want it to be the plan of the Lord within our church. And so I know I can speak for myself and the others that are in leadership. We covet, covet the prayers of the body of Christ that we would be able to hear and discern the spirit of the Lord, the voice of the Lord on what we're to do as a church. I love this body. I, I love the fact that we have such a sweet and wonderful family. And the only thing that breaks my heart is that there's just not enough of us. There's more that I'd like to see becoming a part of what God is doing here. And I'm sure that that is the heart of God as well. It's not something that we just kind of dream up on our own. One of the things that I know is in our future, there is a greater work in Mexico than what we're doing there currently. This year was fantastic. Uh, there was a lot of opposition. Uh, and believe me, I have never, in 17 years that I've been going down there, this was the roughest one that I've ever done. It was, it was brutal before I ever got there. It was brutal getting there. The only part that wasn't brutal was coming back home. The Lord had mercy on us and gave us grace on the way back home. But all the way up to that point. And I have little doubt at all that the reason was is because we had taken a step of faith and we had put together, when I say we, I'm talking about us here at Calvary Sacramento and Calvary uh, uh, Morning Star, Calvary Chapel and Whittier, put together a Bible curriculum, uh, discipleship to go along with the shoeboxes. And boy, we have just seen the opposition ramp up a thousandfold. It was, the, the enemy was doing everything he could. But once again, greater is the one who is in us than he who is in the world. 
and God was victorious and there's already great testimonies coming out of Mexico and what the Lord is doing with that curriculum with these kids and these shoeboxes. And I know that's just the beginning. It's just the tip of the iceberg. And I tell you this because I want you guys to be praying, considering we're going to be going back down there in December. It'll be approximately the same dates. I think I looked at in December the 4th through um, the 7th or something like that. I can't, uh, November the 7th. And I would ask you to be praying even now if maybe that's something that God would have you get involved with, to be a part of the team that goes down there to do outreach and to minister. We have gotten involved with a children's orphanage down there that is just fantastic. And God is doing a great work in them and through them. And we've been invited to be a part of that work. And I'd really like to see us take a team and go down there and minister excuse me, minister to those kids. It's a wonderful opportunity. And then I want to see what the Lord would have us do down in Tijuana this year in the around June, uh, right around Easter break, something like that. We'll see what the Lord does. But I share this with you now to be praying, and I'm going to be putting out some little blast from time to time, just saying, hey, look, this is coming up. Here's some dates. Think about it. Pray about it. See what God would have you do, and it have how he'd have you be involved. I'll guarantee you, you go down there with me, your life will never be the same. I mean that. You'll never be the same. You'll come back different. And you'll have a love for some people that are some of the most wonderful people that I know of on the face of this earth. Tremendous, wonderful opportunity that God gives to us. We're going to send down teams. One of the things that we need to be praying about is a new van in order to get to get the team down there and also to get our shoeboxes down there. I got to tell you, one of the things that was so difficult for me this year was it wasn't until two days before we were leaving on the trip that everything came together for the transportation of the boxes down there. I was a wreck, man. I'm telling you, I'm just weak in my faith or whatever. I don't know, but I, I was... I was, I was losing sleep, man, I'm telling you. What am I going to do? And the bad part about, well, never mind, anyways. God would, I knew God would be faithful. It was just hard for me to just let it go and say, okay, great, whatever. <laughs> you know. So I, I'm asking for peace of mind for me right now. Let's pray that God gives us a van to get down there with. Uh, so that we can take a team and also all the materials that we need. So, good things, the future for our church, and uh, I can't wait to see what 2024 is going to bring for us. But that also brings me to another thing that I need to share with you guys. You guys are aware that uh, two times over the last month I have had instances where in the middle of my teaching that I have not been able to complete it. I haven't been able to read the words. I haven't been able to speak well. I wasn't making sense. And believe me, it wasn't making a lot of sense to me either. And so uh, I'd shared this morning, you know, that's that was really a difficult time for me. That's like a nightmare as a pastor that you would find yourself in front of the church in a condition situation like that very, very hard, 
extremely humbling, uh, difficult for me to give in to it and to give up, uh, but got to the point to where I realized I just could not, I couldn't finish. And that's a hard thing for me. Uh, and and I'm not, I don't think it's pride, I think it is fortitude, I believe that is because I love the Lord and I want to do well for Him, you know, and, and finishing well is a needful thing. All that is to say this, that I've sought counsel of some men that I know that love the Lord and love me a great deal, and uh, they have determined by their counsel that what I need to do is to take a sabbatical. And so uh, I'm going to teach this next Sunday, and I'll finish up chapter 12 of First uh, Corinthians. And then after that, uh, I'm going to take a 30-day sabbatical. Pastor Paul is going to teach uh, for at least four weeks. Um, I've got a friend of mine who's going to come, and he's going to teach Wednesday nights through the month of February. And then after that, Danny is going to teach a book. He's going to teach the book of Hosea on Wednesday nights. And uh, I'm just going to step back uh, from that and take some time and seek the Lord and and uh, and hopefully we find out what in the world's going on and whether it's spiritual or physical whatever it is to find out what it is to be able to get myself back in a place where I need to be in order to continue uh, teaching and ministry so let, let me explain what that means so that uh, you understand I, I'm not stepping out of ministry, I'm not quitting, I'm not doing any of that, I'm just stepping back. I'm taking a break. And that means that you, you won't see me here on Sundays, you won't see me here on Wednesdays. I'm probably going to go visit a couple of different friends of mine and just sit and receive. Uh, and uh, as you can probably imagine that if I'm here, there's no way I can take a sabbatical. I hope you understand that. Uh, but believe me, it's very difficult for me. I love you guys very much. I, I will miss you dearly. It, I will be down here, uh, but not just, uh, just not on Sunday mornings and Wednesday nights. Uh, and uh, I covet your prayers uh, for myself, for my wife. My wife will probably be down here a lot more than me. I would imagine she'll show up here on Wednesdays or whatever if she wants to. Uh, but uh, anyways... That's, that's the direction we're going to take for at least for the month of January. Uh, and uh, Lord willing, uh, that is enough time to be able, be able to accomplish what needs to be accomplished. Uh, and uh, love you guys. Thank you for your understanding. And know that I, I'm sure by the end of that month I'll be dying to get back in here um, and sharing the word with you again. Uh, and pray that, that I can hear the voice of the Lord and that he can reveal to me what it is uh, that he wants for me in this whole thing. And really, it's all I got. Uh, I'm looking forward to 2024, to what the Lord is going to do. And I think this is part of it. And, uh, and so... I appreciate your support.
of those who will be standing in my stead. Uh, they will need that. Love on them as you love on me, and they'll be happy. I guarantee you. All right? All right, so why don't we go ahead, and Pastor Paul, why don't you come up, and uh, we'll close out uh, with a song. And then uh, I will close this out with a word of prayer.